What's up? Episode number 11 of the Walkin' HTX podcast. Are you sure you can handle Texas? There are some things you need to know, and there's some things I'm going to get after today. Um, A lot of the questions that I get from my YouTube channel, you know, always have to do with things that people have heard or read about living in Texas. So we're going to talk about it. I love being brutally honest. I've done that in all of my videos, and I have an outsider's perspective because... You know, local people, just like if you're local to your or your whole life, you just kind of take things for granted. You don't know what new people moving there are like. What in the hell's wrong with your state, your city? <laughs> so I've had a lot of fun with these. These ones always get a lot of uh, action to them. So I'm going to go through a few of these things that just caught me completely off guard uh, here in Texas. And I really want to stress to you guys um, to reach out to me. Uh, and the team here uh, with your questions. So uh, I've actually had a few questions start pouring in and I appreciate it. And one of them was kind of this, you know, what are some of those things um, that caught you off guard? I think when people are moving here, we're always trying to just like, you know, it's like when we go to Amazon, we, we read reviews, we're always trying to rule a product out. We want to pick the right one. And so with Texas, we're always kind of like, yeah, what are those things I need to watch out for? Um, so I got some questions. HTX podcast at realagentnow.com. That is how you can send. Well, there goes a lizard. So I just moved to this new area up in Kingwood, and I'm going to do a vlog on it here soon. Um, and I just love all these trees, nature, these trail systems that I'm on right now. The other day, an armadillo popped out and surprised me. Those things are like prehistoric. That's <laughs> that's one thing we can talk about today is just the weird-ass animals down here, but... Um, I also just want to mention, my name is Jackson Wilkie, uh, with the living in Houston, Texas team. This podcast really just kind of, um, parallels our YouTube channel where we have, you know, tons and tons and tons of videos and vlogs showing you all these areas to help you with your move to Houston, Texas. And that's what we do. We are the number one relocation team. We've helped over 200 clients move, relocate here. There's a lot to it, but all you have to do is focus on getting here and we'll take care of the rest. So today, the question came in from John, which I really appreciate the question. Please, 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 guys, rate this podcast, write a review, and uh, email me your questions. But, you know, hey, what Jackson, love this, you know, Walking HTX podcast. It's been really cool to see your insight um, and just honest opinions. Hey, um, you know, we're moving there. We're from out of state, obviously, and just wondering... What are some of the things that really caught you off guard when moving there um, that uh, we should really be watching out for? So that I just kind of summarized it. There was some other stuff in there, but <clears throat> I, de- I decided to just talk about first and foremost. Um, some of the things are just like weather, you know, hurricanes, the bugs, snakes, the heat, the uh, high property taxes. And then there's just some quirky, random stuff that I want to talk about, like water heaters up in the attic and these little half-inch white drain pipes that always get clogged and they overflow. And if your sensor's broke, it's going to go into your ceiling. And having to change my air filters in my air conditioning unit HVAC system like monthly, if not every three weeks, I'm used to Idaho where you do it quarterly, but these things run constantly. Power bills, your freaking power bill, you think you would just pay a power company, right? Like that's what 
normal cities and states do. That's what I've always known. You have a power company. In fact, I used to be a journeyman lineman. I worked for power companies. And you pay them. But nope, here in Houston especially, you shop your power. And there's like 25,000 providers. And you're probably going to pick the wrong plan. So those are the kind of things that I love helping you with. And I've had (laughs) dozens and dozens of reach outs of people just like, thank you. This is finally a perspective of, you know, somebody, because you talk to the locals here, like, yeah, man, you're supposed to know that, you know, pour a, pour a little, uh, cup of bleach down that white pipe, it keeps it clean, and, oh, that thing drains into one of your kitchen, or your bathroom sinks upstairs, too, and you gotta unclog it all the time, I have to do that at my house right now, oh, it's like a whole different world around here, so first of all, it is the beginning of August, so definitely, typically, one of the hottest times of the year. And right now, it feels like fall time. <laughs> because we had probably, and I'd have to Google it or research it, but one of the hottest Junes in the history of Texas. It was 100 plus every day. July, and, and through probably three quarters of July, it read on the weather like app, 97 to 103 every day and that was not including the heat index it was well into the 105 115 probably not 115 but 110 which believe it or not everybody knows it's hot here in in texas especially south texas um but it's what like our heat usually is not that 100 degree heat it's upper 80s lower 90s with humidity and the humidity that, that shit will bite you. <laughs> It'll get you. Um, but we just saw this crazy, and it's been like the talk. I actually had, you know, we're always talking. You've got people over, love entertaining. That's one thing I love about Texas, just everybody, you know, lots to do. <clears throat> we were just talking about this, and he and my buddy Ryan's like, yeah, I had to research it because I was like, it was too hot. Like, he's actually from Canada, but he's lived here nine years, um, and Last year, in 2021, there was one day that reached over 100 degrees, like, on the actual, like, weather, right? And so, this year, it was almost like every day was over 100. So, um, I think I mentioned it in another walk and talk. I didn't even have to turn on my sprinkler. The freeze broke my sprinkler at my old house, and I turfed my entire backyard there's a bird in front of me eating something. I don't know what it is, like a little baby lizard or something. And I had this just patch of grass in the front. And so I didn't even water it. And then in August, it kind of started getting a little toasty and brown. And this year in June, it was like dead. And it was just crazy. So now it's like beginning of August. And it's it's only supposed to be like 87 or 88 today. And then a little bit of rain. And this is what happened last summer. Uh, I remember... Um, you know, usually around one or two, like the hottest part of the day, we would start seeing clouds and almost like thunderstorms hitting, um, and it would cool things down. So that's kind of what we're seeing now, but it just took two months, um, and it's cooled down. And I looked at the next 10 day forecast and I mean, the high supposed to be like 91 and there's a couple days there in the eighties and and chances, 20, 30% chances of rain, but at least there's clouds and it's really not that bad. Um, it's hot, of course, but really right now, it just it seems like a major cool down compared to what it's been 
June and July, but that's one thing you just have to kind of live with here in, in Texas is just the heat. And, you know, down here it's a lot more humid. Um, but, you, you know, it's funny because I did a stint in, in Portland for two years. I grew up my entire life in North Idaho, south of Canada. And both of those areas are having the hottest temperatures they've seen in a long time well into the hundreds in fact i was uh talking to some friends back in portland and they were talking about just how hot it was and then i caught this report this news article where 15 people had passed away because of the heat so i mean it's like it's hot everywhere last year in, in Coeur d'Alene, idaho where I'm, I'm from they had a 117 degree day in the summer so we view like oh well texas is just hot awesome it's just brutal summer i'm like yeah, if you got four seasons, even in Idaho, <laughs> it gets hotter than hot in the summer. So it's going to be hot anywhere. <clears throat> My big take on it is just, see these things right here, man. The cicadas. This is something I'm getting used to. This is the real deal podcast right here. Okay, these cicadas are like B-52 bombers. They are the biggest bugs, and they... They make this weird, just like buzzing noise, and then they all do it at once. At it's usually at night up in the trees, and it just it's like crazy. One of them hit the ground the other day. Me and my buddies were golfing, and this thing hit the dirt, was buzzing around. I thought a plane crashed. Huge bugs, and then I learned uh, we bought this new house, and there was these giant hornets, and I'm like, oh my good, there was like a hundred of them, and I'm like, I gotta get a exterminator these are murder hornets that's what i thought dude i was like kids get in the house i'm out there with like an uzi trying to shoot these things obviously i didn't have an uzi but uh i so i researched it like you know murder hornet or giant hornets in houston and there was a million articles that came up talking about these are not murder hornets those are only in like only one a cut one of them's been found in canada or something uh they get mistaked by them but what happened was I looked these things up and they're called cicada killers and they are these giant hornets that just eat cicadas and they actually cannot sting humans especially the male I think the females can but it's like super super rare and they're usually you know down in the net they're they're ground level they dig these like half inch holes in the earth morning good you see that's Texas right there just everybody, <laughs> so nice. Uh, love my new community too, because I'm, I'm walking in these. I am all over the place on this one. I love it. Um, I'm walking in these trails, and it's a tunnel of trees, so it keeps the sun off you, and it's hundreds of miles of it. But these these cicada killers, I researched it. They only come out for like two to three month or two to three weeks a year, and they are there to eat these cicadas because the cicadas come out, you know, only for a couple weeks. Um, so they don't mess with the kids and yeah once we got used to it we were kind of walking right around them they just they, they don't even mess with you there's another hornet that makes these ugly ass mud things on your house they're and they're called mud daubers so one day at my old house I, I kept seeing these mud they're like the size of a baseball you know underneath my patio i'm like oh, that's gross and i keep seeing this big ass hornet things got legs hanging down like a child i mean you can see the definition on this bee's calf dude i'm like what is this, this going to eat my kids? And so I Googled it and it was a mud dauber. <laughs> this is the kind of stuff like 
locals just won't tell you about mud daubers. <clears throat> and when I, here's what happened was I broke the, the mud thing off the side of my house and I, and I saw these little things fall down. Obviously the mud did, but all these tiny little things hit the ground, like a hundred of them. And I look, I'm like, dude, those are all dead spiders. What? So I, I, I Google it, research it. And they're, they're, those ones are called mud daubers. They do not sting humans either. I mean, I guess they have, but they're not, that's not their, what they're there for. Unlike like yellow jackets. And so they kill and eat black widows. So they are super good to keep around your house. So other than kind of an ugly mud thing, which I just, I just started keeping and there was like three or four of them. Um, they're, they're killing all the black widow spiders. So I'm like, you're my homie. So I kept them. Um, but anyways, I'm completely off the topic here, but the heat, you know, where I come from, it's just, I couldn't take the cold anymore. I just hate being cold and gray and grizzly and I don't Grizzly is a terrible term, but it's, it, it just wore on me, you know, and it's so funny. I talked to my parents now, both of them, and they lived there their whole life and, you know, kind of a never leave type of situation. And every winter here they are bitching about how cold it is and they got to gather so much firewood and you know three cords of wood to keep burning and you know oh my god it's still freaking snowing and it's april may you know then you get a couple hot days and you'll see some snow in june and but all winter you know it's dark and just rigid cold sub zero temperatures you know for a couple weeks in january february i'm just tired of that and i get like i get these snowbirds i remember growing up my whole life in north idaho these snowbirds quote unquote I didn't get them, and I'm like, ah, wussies. Now I'm like, I totally get warm weather people. I just get it. When you're sitting there in January, February, and it's like a 62-degree day, and you're wearing shorts, and the sun's out, and you're just like, this is amazing. And obviously, you know, I'm 38 now, and all my friends on social media in Idaho are just like bitching about how cold it is, and how much more snow they got, and shoveling every single day, and I get it. I love this warm weather, so I'm just going to deal with the summers. We got the pool. We got the pool parties. Yep, it's hot, but guess what? It's 100 degrees back home, too. Um, but it's those seven, eight, nine months of just not screech, not just scorching hot, but great, great temperature, especially during the middle of winter. The other thing is, you know, the hurricane. Everybody's like, you know, hurricanes, and, and they're no joke. I was a lineman working power lines for 10, 10 years. And I traveled the country working storms. And I always said there's no more devastation than, than hurricanes because a tornado would rip through and it was crazy. I worked some crazy tornadoes that would like carve a mohawk into these mountains. And But that's it. Like they're devastating, but they would come through a lot of times and kind of just work their path. And I, I, I remember seeing one concrete pad one time that didn't even have a nail left on it. Picked up the house and chucked it. One time it picked up like five, five miles of, of power lines and just threw them. We couldn't even find the poles of the transformers. Um, but then you'd look, you know, a couple hundred yards over to your left and right and the houses would have a couple, you know, a couple shingles missing. So they're all devastating, but the hurricanes were just mass area. It's all water. It's 30 feet, you know. Yes, I mean, some of the storms I worked in New Orleans and stuff, ooh, crazy. It happens, and we're down here in Houston. We're right by the, we're right by the, uh, you know, Gulf, 
and it can happen. Um, you know, and everybody wants to ask about the flooding. Flooding is so just, you cannot figure out exactly where it's going to flood every time. There's areas that may be more prone to it, but apparently before we moved, the neighborhood that we used to live in um, was right on Lake Houston. We loved it. Go out wake surfing, wakeboarding, boating, fishing. And the the bottom uh, east side of the neighborhood, it just, it, it like slopes down. It, it drops down like 15 feet. So where my house was and all my buddies and neighbors, there was not even a, an inch of flooding there other than the rain, but it, it got out of there and it hit the bayous and out to the river, to the lake. But the bottom part of the neighborhood, 15 feet of water. So you can have a neighborhood where half of it's fine and half of it's not. It's not like cities do better than others. And if a hurricane hits, comes up and, and the eye of it's on the east side of the city, then the west side's not going to get as bad and vice versa, right? If it goes up the west side, the east side. So everybody wants to know which areas flood more. You just never know. Um, but what I can say, fortunately, knock on wood, um, we haven't lived in Houston, even though we've lived here twice and for a, a total of probably six years. One's never hit. I mean, we've had some rainstorms and that kind of stuff. That crazy, crazy. If you ain't never seen it. Good Lord. As soon as I said a storm and lightning, someone fired up their old, I don't know if you heard that, their uh, hot rod. That just made me about poo myself. Um, so the, the storms are just crazy down here in the south. It can rain so much, but you have to be prepared. That's the one thing I want you guys to know is that if you're moving here, um, you get lots and lots of warning of hurricanes. I mean, sometimes they're looking at these things 10 days out and then every day giving you updates. Um, and for the most part, most areas, as long you can just kind of get hunkered in and get your supplies. And that's what I want to talk about because as soon as one of these things happen or starts to happen, the stores are bonkers. You're not going to be able to find a generator. You're not going to even be able to find... <laughs> See, the cicada just felt... They're starting to die right now. I don't know if you heard that. It's not like a baseball hitting the ground. I thought it was a pine cone. It's a cicada bug. Um, and you have to just make sure that you go get this stuff before the, the storm warnings hit. You won't even be able to find a five-gallon jug for to go fill it with gas. Gas stations are going to be full. Cases of water, gone. So that was our big mistake. We moved here um, a couple years ago in August... And the first week or two we were here, hurricane warning. It ended up missing us going up through Louisiana. Our house didn't have a built-in backup generator. I had sold mine in the Northwest before I moved. I was like, you got to be kidding me. That thing sat in my garage for years. And I was like, I don't need it anymore. Then I moved to Houston and we get a hurricane warning. And I'm like, huh. I mean, just you, you got to think about it. Obviously, it wouldn't have ran my big AC units or nothing. But I could have powered some fans, first of all. But second of all, I could have powered, um, you know, my refrigerators and stuff and freezers so you don't lose all of that food and you can keep some stuff uh, cold, you know. So that was really just a big eye-opener for me as I'm, I'm, I was scrounging for a generator. And there wasn't one within a, uh, 100 miles of here. I mean, every store was sold out gas cans sold out no cases of water um but the beautiful part about 
Texas is during these times. And this is what I truly love. And one of the main reasons we moved back is the people. I mean, they come to your aid. It's, it's like, it almost chokes you up. These Southern people get it. You know, where I'm from, from Idaho, I, and I'll just be brutally honest, people hate, despise other people moving to Idaho. They hate it. Hatred. This is my city. I don't want it growing up. You know, they want it small. Houston's just like, yeah, we're the fourth largest city. We love people moving here, but just don't change my views. I love God. I love guns. I love Texas. You know, and that's just really it. But they're so nice. And during these times of travesty, they just, they will literally give you the shirt off their back. That's, that's something that you'll you'll see and hear. Uh, and it, it's just amazing. Good morning. Good morning. But I want you to be prepared. So get a get a little plastic tote. Go to Costco. Um, they sell these like three packs of flashlights, big packs of batteries. They have a, a generator there that's usually on sale for 200 bucks off. You know, you'll get it for five, 600 bucks. Get some extension cords. Um, go grab some cases of water. Get five, 10 cases of water and just have them in your garage or in a shed somewhere or store them. Um, you know, some candles, that kind of stuff. If you have gas in your house, um, you're going to be fortunate enough usually to have uh, warm showers that, that will still work. Um, you'll have gas to your stove so you can still cook. And if you have a pool, now I'm going to start talking about the things that Texans know that I didn't. I was freaking out about water and, and my neighbors, obviously they were giving me cases of water and not, it didn't hit us, but they were like, we got you. And, uh, they're like, man, you got that big ass pool in the back. That's a reservoir. Morning, sir. You got that big old pool in the back so you can fill up your toilet i'm like i didn't even think about that just so you can use a toilet normally um you can take a five gallon bucket and just scoop water out of your pool you know and then another text my buddy's like yeah man every time we get to the storm we just fill up our bathtubs and then you got plenty of water for the toilets i'm like <laughs> i just had no idea you know um and then my the house that my last house had an electric water heater a tankless one which is pretty cool i love tankless water heater then you have just like always hot for however long because my wife has to take her like hour-long bath every day and i get three little kids who always are dirty um but during it no power like when the the, the houston freeze hit two years ago we did not have that so we had to run a generator up with an extension cord to that so it wasn't too hard but that's what we had to do to get warm showers so those again you know i'm just kind of this is more of a hey just get prepared and I, it's not all negative like i freaking love living here it's it's just amazing the people are amazing there's so much to do but yet you know hey why not give you these these perspectives so that you can be prepared when you move here and really enjoy it so the other big thing that people always just hit us on is just the property taxes. You know, you're going to look at that number and be like, damn, that's crazy. It is. Um, you know, my other house was an older neighborhood built, you know, late 90s, early 2000s. And it had worked uh, its municipal utility district bonds down. And so it was kind of a lower tax rate. But it was $8,000 um a year 799 bucks i think it was i moved up to a kingwood i have quite, quite a bigger yard over a half acre um, but i'm still in the suburb city cul-de-sac i love it bigger house 
Um, and I think our property taxes are right around like 12,000. So a thousand bucks a month. Um, it can eat at you. But I also look at the size of the house we got <laughs> and the lot and top-notch community and schools. And if I bought that back home or Northwest or some of these other cities, I'm, I'm into it a couple million bucks. And you definitely don't have to pay that much here. So um, you save a lot of money on getting a big house. And you also do not have state taxes. So I lived in Idaho and then uh, moved to Oregon. So just using Oregon, the average over there was right around like 7 7 to 8%. Um, you know, so you make a hundred thousand dollars a year, seven, $8,000 right there is not yours. Um, and so my property taxes on my little Portland condo, it was a three bed, two bath, about 1400 square foot was about $4,500 a year. So it just, when you look at the ones here, you're like, Oh, it's so expensive here. But my house here is probably over three times the size. And I have a half acre lot there. I had a I had a stitch of grass that I don't even think you needed a full lawnmower with to mow, you know, and, um, and then having those state income taxes, I, I'm ahead here or at least even, but I don't view it as like that, you know, you're going to have to factor that into your budget. It's going to make your monthly payment go up, but I don't know. I just choose to view things differently of like, Hey, I get so much more here. Um, and property taxes, just you're just going to have to live with it. And certain areas have way higher than others. So um, that's something that, you know, Joe especially, he, he runs the entire real estate team. And he's just the, the greatest realtor ever. And, and I mean, we, we pull up Zoom calls and, and the maps and we go through these areas and can talk about taxes. Because you can move to an area, a, a neighborhood across the street that's a little bit older or, or just has different tax rates. And you're going to save on that. But yeah. At the end of the day, I, I, I say you choose where you want to live and, uh, you know, kind of budget from there. I just, uh, good morning. How are you? Good. I was looking at the cool dog. Um, I just, uh, you know, I love these podcasts and I, I, I want to start answering questions. Uh, I hate coming up with topics, so I really appreciate the question today. If you guys could, please, you don't even have to put your name down. I, don't, I won't say your name or if you want me to shout you out in the podcast, I'll say your name. Do it. Send me that, uh, that question. But right now, if you would, please, it would do me the biggest favor. Write me a review and rate this podcast. I'm laughing because if you look right now, there's one review and it's me. So... <laughs> I wrote it. I'm like, oh, I'm going to spark the, the revolution. And then I'm like, everybody's going to know that's me. But hey, I just like to own it. Uh, but do it. Write me a review. What do you think about these podcasts? Leave me in the review maybe another question. But write a review. You can write multiple reviews. Um, but rate the podcast. Give me that five stars and I'll just keep doing this. And I want to answer your questions. But, you know, what I love doing more than answering your questions is, is we help you move and relocate to Houston, Texas. You just got to worry about getting here. We'll take care of the rest. We've helped over 200 clients move and relocate here and buy their house. And we love it. We have conversations planning people out a year or two in advance. But even if you're coming here this weekend, we got you. HTX podcast at realagentnow.com. It's down in the show notes below. Click it, copy it, whatever, and just shoot me an email. Hey, I'm moving there. Want to set up a call? Hey, I got a question for your Walking HTX podcast, whatever it is. And until the next Walking HTX podcast, homies, we'll catch you later.